one for podcasting. From the Jeff Rose Barbecue Studios, where every Tuesday buy 10 wings, get 10 wings free. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Hi, good morning, everybody. Welcome in Miller and Condon on a Tuesday. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller with you talking sports for the next couple of hours. Appreciate you spending some of the morning here with us on the BMW of Des Moines guest list. We're going to bounce around all over the place this morning. We'll start uh, with, uh, we're going to grade Shelby Amast's bracket. Uh, he'll join us at 10.30. Looking at his bracket, Trent, I think his biggest miss, and he got 67 out of 68 within, I think he said um, 67 out of 68 teams, 65 of which within one line. Mm-hmm. His biggest miss? As far as I can ascertain from my eye, Iowa State. Oh, really? Had them as an eight. Missed them by a couple lines there as they end up on the 11. So Shelby will join us for the final time. Always like to have uh, some of our guys in to to thank them for what they did for us, quite honestly. Uh, Joining us, uh, well, for the better part of the last couple of months. So Shelby Mass will kick things off. Lee Sterling, he's a handicapper. ParamountSports.com is his outfit, and he will join us at about 10.50 or thereabouts uh, and give us his thoughts on... The NCAA tournament. Looking forward to catching up with Lee Sterling and seeing how he is at basketball. Very good at football. Uh, we will talk to Lee at 10.50. We will get Matt Snyder in here, one of our weekly guests. And it's about that time again now that the uh, MLB and the players and the owners have worked things out. We will pick Matt Snyder's brain on MLB. Some of the big names that have yet to sign. What's he hearing? Who's done well? Who still has some work to do? Uh, Matt Snyder coming up at... Uh, 11.05. And then Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News. The NFL is busy as well. Uh, they've had a lot of signings, including one team who I absolutely love and I took the elastic band off the bankroll. I guess there's no bankroll on my phone. Right, right. But um, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I, I've identified the Super Bowl winner, Trent, and uh, went in head first last night. So did I. You did? Yes. The San Francisco 49ers and Tom Brady. <laughs> You're dying on that it's, hill. It's I happening. give you credit. It's uh, happening. And they're twelve to one. Uh, thirteen. Thirteen to one. That's what they were at Bet Rivers last night. All right. Where I fired at that one. Uh, well, that's not a bad with or without them. Well, better with them. Oh yes, yes. Uh, they're they're very much a live team. Mm-hmm. I mean, look what they did last year. Yeah. Look what they did with Garoppolo. I've got another one of them. Uh, that uh, look what they did last year, and they got a whole lot better yesterday. In fact, in my for my money, nobody got better yesterday. The Jacksonville they, Jaguars. They did okay too, but they had a long. They have a big hill to climb. The team that I identified is almost at the top of that mountain, and just needed a piece or two. And yesterday, I think might have gotten there. Still need maybe one more receiver because they got a QB. And they added to that defensive line to go along with those bookends in Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa and look ah. out for the Los Angeles Chargers. The long wait is about to be over, Chargers fans. It's not. What a tough division. What a tough yeah. division. 
Uh, and I really like this team. They can run it. They can catch it. They are going to get after the quarterback, and they're 16-1. to 1. I think 17-1 to at Bet River, so shop around. So anyway. you're excited about Brandon Staley, huh? After all the goofiness See, I a year still, ago? Yes, I am, because I think he's an out, thinks outside of the box coach, which got him in trouble last yes. year. I mean, I didn't like gambling from his own 18. Right. <laughs> that takes Go for balls. it fourth down all the time, except when it actually makes sense. Yeah, that's a good point. At the end of the half, uh, instead of kicking the field goal, right? Uh, as, as they should have, his memory serves. But anyways, um, yeah, I like what they did yesterday. So Vinny Iyer will join us at 1130, and I, I um, made a significant bet at 16-1, to 1, at least for me. Anyways, so... Kind of the calm before the storm last night, basketball-wise. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you've had your bracket in front of you for most of the night, trying to go over it and fill it out, and maybe you know having an eraser on uh, on standby in case something comes out. You should have gone this way. Um, I've yet to finish mine, but I got a pretty good start. Yeah, and that's kind of still where I am, though I've completed some brackets. I'm not done by any means, and there's a lot of evolution. So one thing happened uh, yesterday. I was... I had UAB initially, right away. That was one of the 5-12 games that I'd identified. I'd seen this UAB team a couple of times mm-hmm. this year against Houston. One of the 5-12s. Oh, yeah. Well, there is a local that has a 5 beside their name. You don't think they're in trouble, do you? We'll get to that in a moment. Oh, okay. But that was one right away that I identified. Okay. And then I kind of started to pull back on it, did a little more research on Houston lately. Of course, lost two of their top six players. Back in December, they just kept winning games. They mm-hmm. lost to Memphis a couple times, yep. beat them in the championship of the American, but that was one that I identified. Eh, starting to lean back a little bit, kind of looking, all right, well, what's going to happen in that little piece of the pod there in the South Regional? The winner coming out of that will more than likely get Arizona. But uh, as I was going through and I kind of went back and did some more UAB research, I'm back on the Blazers. Back on the Blazers. Okay. So that is one that I I've identified. That's probably my five, favorite 512 upset to pull. UConn, you know how much I like this UConn team. Can't go there. Right. Iowa, boy, the more research I did last night, I think Iowa clubs Richmond. I think they do too, Trent. I, I think they they bury Totally agree team. with you. Gillard's a really yes. fun player. Yes. He's 5'9". Uh-huh. Kansas City kid? Yes, he is. Yeah. And I remember when he was, I mean, this is a long time ago now, but when he was being recruited, and he was a mid-major type player, but I remember on one of the message boards, I think it was Caker's message board, somebody said, hey, they should take take a look at this kid. And he's turned out to be a really good mm-hmm. college player and probably could have played at a level, level higher than the A-10. But regardless of that, he's a pest. He's going to get his hands on there. This team doesn't shoot it great from three. There's nothing that you really look at. They're a bunch of old dudes. but this is a, <laughs> they, they would have been a tournament team two years ago, Pandemic. They had the big win against Kentucky that year, early on in the season. And they decided, hey, let's all come back for one final hurrah. And they lost 12 games together. I, I think that says a lot. Yeah, 23 and 12. Got Six hot in the, the A-10, A-10 tournament. 10, right? That's great. Yeah. But got hot at the right time. They're one and done, Trent. I think so. Yeah, they're one and done. The other 5-12, St. Mary's, against the winner of tonight. Yeah. And, and whoever wins tonight. I think has a legitimate chance to, to win a game. I really do. And... Maybe two. We'll talk about UCLA a little bit later. But that's one I'm definitely keeping an eye on. Watching the game tonight, I anticipate I'm going to take the and winner that's tonight. that's the late game for sure, yes. right? 8 o'clock? Yeah, it's like 5.40 and like uh-huh. 8.10 or something like that. Uh, the start times for the first four happening this evening. So those are the 5.12s you go through. Everybody starts there, it feels like, when you're going through. So what else is out there? Anything else past even a 6.11? Higher than that. 12, 13, 14... Uh-huh. 
15 or 16 if you want. Well, there will be one. I, I just, I, I haven't identified it. I mean, not a 15, 16, right. but a 13 is liable to win a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Those, I like Arkansas. Yeah, I do too. But I really like that Vermont team. Do Watching you? them absolutely club UMBC in the American East Championship mm-hmm. game. Didn't see a minute of it. They ran through, that was the early start on Sunday. It was like 10 a.m., I think, Central Time, 8 o'clock for me in Vegas. Mm-hmm. That was an early one. I did not see the beginning of it. But, and, uh, uh, I want to watch UMBC because they had a kid locally. A Waukee kid plays for them, Johnson. And so eh, maybe hopeful is a big line. 16, I think, was the number. And Vermont just killed them. They beat everybody by 30-plus in the conference tournament. They're playing at a high level. And Arkansas, they're a different type of athlete. One to keep an eye on. I've already grabbed Vermont, though, plus the six. I've already jumped on that one. That was one of my first bets of the tournament. So Vermont in the points there. Chattanooga, that was identified uh-huh. during Selection Sunday. Yep. Seth Davis jumped on that right yep. away against Illinois. Do you like that? I like it because they have D'Souza, the former Kansas right. center, a big guy that can at least... I don't think Illinois is going to have back-to-back early exits in the tournament. I just, I just can't, I, I can't bet that. Yeah. How about the Underwood murmurs about K-State continuing well, to float around? Yeah. He's, he, there's a couple of jobs he's been... Uh, isn't, didn't I see his name with LSU, too? Oh, really? I think. I mean, I don't know if they've identified... A, I mean, they're, they're throwing around. Is he looking for an extension? Maybe, yeah. Or, or maybe it's his agent. Maybe he's Greg looking McDermott to go. was attached to LSU. That oh, really? would surprise me. Well, McDermott... Not as Lily White as maybe people thinking down over there. They've had some problems at Creighton. Yes, that's true. They have had some problems. South Dakota State Providence. I think that goes without saying. We talked about mm-hmm. that one yesterday. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely live dog, and the point spread tells you as much. You know, but here's the thing that worries me about that one because everybody's on that. Yes, one. right. And when everybody's on one, what do you do? Yeah, go the other way. So I think that's what I'm going to do. And UCLA Akron. I don't think so. You know, we had that weird thing in the MAC championship the mm-hmm. night before the championship game. Bunch of guys were sending out a TikTok or something, calling out one of the players. <laughs> that right? They got suspended for the first half of the game. There were, I think, four players, including a starter, that weren't able to play in the first half because of a stupid TikTok. Get off social media, kids. Really? I mean, come on. Before a championship game, calling a guy out. So you had that going on. Are Akron's you a okay. TikToker, by the way? No, 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 no. I downloaded it once. Uh-huh. I don't know when it was, a year, year and a half ago. And I realized what a time suck it is, and I have enough time sucks in my life. I just couldn't do it. That's I, the one with the videos, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you seriously, you flip it on, you're scrolling through, and in a stamp of a finger, an hour's gone by. I'm like, <laughs> no, you can't do that. I, I got to get rid of that thing. So I went away from it. But that's intriguing, I'll just say at the very least. I, I have a feeling I might be on Akron in the points mm. in that matchup. And then any deeper, there isn't anything that I love by any means. Colgate's been here a lot. It's Wisconsin and Milwaukee. If it was Wisconsin, anybody else? I might be thinking about taking Colgate. I think it's a good matchup. Does Johnny Davis play? If he does, is he three and nineteen like he was against yeah. Michigan State? Well, and, and that's kind not of the right reason. there, Trent. He's not healthy. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Longwood, great story. We saw Longwood against Iowa this year. By the way, did you hear their story? I, I guess there's a whole bunch of teams like uh, Colorado State. Nico Medved is coming out in public and calling out the NCAA tournament. They teams that are playing tomorrow last night. Had yet to find out their travel arrangements from the NCAA. Matt Norlander had the story that's the last guy who, night. That's the guy who tweeted it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last night, and it was at 11 o'clock our time, so after midnight now on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And Colorado State, from the NCAA, still didn't know when they were leaving right. to get to their destination to play on Thursday. And Longwood wanted to get in early this morning mm-hmm. and 
and, and it's not getting into like midnight tonight or something. It, it's yeah, there, a lot of them are really upset. There's a bunch of upset coaches out there. Think be. the NCAA dropped the ball. Well, and even if you're leaving tomorrow, you want to practice today, but you don't know what time. Or if you're leaving this afternoon, what time can you practice? Mm-hmm. There's things going on. What? And the NCAA is usually so buttoned up about I this. Thought they were. What's happening? I don't know. Any theories? No, none. I don't think Norland. I mean, Norlander shared that uh, shared that information, but I don't think um, I don't think we know why. This sounds like somebody dropped the ball. We'll get into it a little bit deeper later on because I, I did want to pick your brain, Trent, on one because uh, I really love Kentucky's path, with one exception: mm-hmm. Purdue, Kentucky. If we get that, I, I don't know what it is about this Purdue team. Kentucky's going to score 112. I against think them. they are too. But for whatever reason, this the the size of Purdue after watching them this weekend, I mean, this ED's unguardable. He truly is. But for eighteen minutes, yeah, that's true about him. That that is true about him. He's not going to play thirty four uh, right. minutes. If, and... if he did, it'd be a take it to another level. Right. Clearly, that's interesting. So yeah. you do because Kentucky's path, Trent. I love Kentucky. I do path. too. I I think they cruise. I can't. Murray State. What a yeah. tough draw there. Yeah. And, you know, the thing that always annoys me about the selection committee, and they do this every single year, think of the year that you and I, we know how great that team was, beat Kansas in the round of 32. Mm-hmm. There's no way they should have, A, been in an 8-9 game. Right. But secondly, there is no way that they should have had to play that UNLV team mm-hmm. in the first round. You mm-hmm. see it this year. Murray State against San Francisco. San Francisco, a great story. Yes, they are. Of course, history going back to right. Bill Russell. First tournament since 1998, and they get matched up with Murray State. I mean, great that at least Murray State got a 7, but you're also... And when Loyola pulled that upset to get there, when Wichita as a nine seed pulled the upset against Gonzaga, they do this so many times to the mid majors. How easy would it have been just to flip, you know, out in the Midwest, South Carolina, USC, and Miami? Flip one of them over to the other side of the bracket. Murray State over USC over the other way. Boom, or vice versa. San Francisco and, and Miami just flip those so you don't have mid major versus mid major. It seems like it happens so so often. It doesn't have to be that difficult, but it just so much, so much frustrates me. But we've gone through some first-round upsets. After we talk to Anthony, I want to talk about second-round matchups because I think that's really how you can win your bracket. Not just these first-rounders and the bonus key. points, okay. but it's the second-round upsets, I think, that is the best way. So we're going to advance. The, we're going to advance the favorites. And yeah. Then, okay. That's fine. But, Let's but get look Anthony at a one first. or two seed that can lose in the round of thirty-two. I think that's where you can really win your bracket. All right, uh, Anthony. Uh, welcome to the program, Anthony. How are you? Good. Uh, you guys got a bracket with Iowa, Iowa State in it. Yes. <laughs> I was looking at it today, and I completely spaced it off, thinking, okay, these two could really play down the road. Yeah. If things align. Right. Up. So uh, let's just say it happens. Who do you got? Well, Iowa. Yeah. The I way mean, they're playing I, it, Iowa. it won't happen. I I think I don't think I think Iowa State sad to say I think they're cooked. I think they're one and done. I I give them no chance to beat LSU. And I don't particularly like this LSU team. I just don't like the way Iowa State's finished. It's been a remarkable season. And, you know, it's not it's not going to diminish the uh, their their season if they do get beat in the first round, but I have them going out, Anthony. But no, I'm with you. I'm an Iowa fan, but uh just at the same time though, it's just you know, with those two teams in there, it's almost going to feel like it usually does when they do play. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, even if it is one of those deals, it could go either way. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I, I thought that I would beat them uh, this year, and we saw what happened. I mean, Iowa State clobbered them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, they, I thought they could win the game. I didn't see them just winning by the margin that they did. Anthony, enjoyed the tournament. Anything else? 
That's it. Appreciate That's you it. coming on. Appreciate you listening. Uh, get back to us. Uh, do you like Iowa State in the first round? I don't. They're okay. Yeah. I maybe. Just because that LSU team, what team shows up? Well, that's 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 true. I mean, that worked out well for them, but right. I just Iowa State's on fumes, Trent. And LSU is an excellent defensive team. Mm-hmm. Now, can you scratch out a fifty-three, fifty-one win? Yep, maybe for Iowa State. Look, yeah. they ruined my bracket. Fine, good, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's good for business. And if Colgate pulls that upset, hey, look at that! Right. Iowa State's back in the Sweet Sixteen. It's funny, uh, Anthony mentioned that. I, I was just looking through some old brackets the other day, and my memory uh, came back as Iowa. Way back in 1986, it was George Raveling's final season. Iowa State with Johnny Orr for the first time advanced to the Sweet 16. They would have played each other that year wow. in the Sweet 16 if that would have played out. 86? Yep, it would have been in Kemper. Iowa lost wow. in the first round to NC State. Uh, Iowa State beat Miami of Ohio and then Michigan and his old team mm-hmm. in the round of 32 to get there. But just imagine that if oh. we would have had a Sweet 16 game. Like, we have a very good potential of having and on the women's, women's side. Yeah, this year. And that would have been down at Kemper. Mm-hmm. And uh, just imagining what that would have been like. And, yeah, there's a path there. Going to take a lot for Iowa and Iowa State to face off. Though in the lead eight, sign me up. Yeah. No, that's a true story. All right, let's uh, let's get back to where you were going. Yes. So, so you've you're going to try and beat a one or a two in the round of thirty two. It happens every year. Okay. Seemingly every season, it happens. A one or two gets beat in the round of thirty two. Let's start at the top of the bracket. Gonzaga against the winner of Boise State and Memphis. Uh, it's Gonzaga. Boise State won both the Mountain West regular season. Mm-hmm. They're the a good team. I love the Mountain West. I watched a ton of that conference. It, it was a very good conference. Yep. So they won both the regular season and the conference, but. You know, we've talked a lot. I've brought up the number. Since February 1st, Iowa is number two in the country in efficiency at Bartorvik, another Ken Pomeroy-type site. They're the second-best team in the country over the last six weeks. You move that back just, though, about a week. And that was when Amani Bates, the outstanding, mm-hmm. much-ballyhooed recruit for Memphis, since he stopped playing basketball, says he's hurt. He's yeah, not hurt. Right. He's waiting. He quit. Right. He quit. Since then... Memphis They're is getting good. Yes. the number two team in the country, is that right? ahead of Iowa, huh? since Bates stopped they, playing. They finished the season the way you want to finish your season. Just something to keep an eye on there. Memphis, I don't see Boise beating the Zags, but Memphis has got some dudes. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be scared of the moment. Yeah, Just keep an eye on neither, that one. Neither the Zags. All, all right, I'll did go you, with Did you, you have Wichita beating Gonzaga no, back no, when I, they pulled I that didn't. upset? No, I didn't. Did you have UAB beating Kentucky? Uh, did you have you and I beating Kansas? Uh, you don't no, see it no, on I the didn't. surface. No, but I'm not. I'm not even going to entertain that, Trent. I got too much money bet on the Zags. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. Okay, all right. Now I will go with you if you want to go down to the two because I all could right. see Duke getting picked off in the round of 32. So you look at Duke, mm-hmm. Michigan State. I just don't see Sparty being able to do it. Well, they're going to be Davidson, I think. Davidson, maybe. Incredibly efficient offensively. Mm-hmm. We know how bad Duke so is. You've defensively. got the ten. But you've got you've got Izzo going out in the first round I of the tournament. Yep. I have Davidson here. This is another one that I changed on the fly. I was Michigan State early. Mm -hmm. After some more research last night, I'm back on Davidson. Davidson, I will call a live dog against the Dukies in the round of 32. Okay. Let's go down to the east. Number one seed, Baylor. Now, here's a vulnerable one, if there ever was one. And talk about, of course, without JTT. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but Cryer has played, what, once in the last few weeks? It's been a while. So... You have that component, and it's North Carolina. Uh-huh. Well, North Carolina's right. And they were right down the stretch. Look at Cameron Indoor the final night of the regular season. They're right. North Carolina. They got some athletes. 
take a look at that one. Again, we're looking for that one spot, not a first round upset. Trent, I think the we can stop. I think we can stop here. You got it. I think this is it. I I do not like Baylor's chances at all. At all. I mean, I think obviously they'll beat Norfolk State. Mm-hmm. But if I, you know, I'll bet against them in the first round of the tournament. Well, in most of my brackets, I have UCLA beating them in the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a deeper look there. And again, if you get bonus points, not just for first round upsets, but upsets throughout your bracket, that's one to keep an eye on there. I'm with you, Carolina and Baylor. On the bottom side, can Murray State beat Kentucky? No. They can't? No. Okay. The guards are back. No, I don't think so. Arizona, I see no chance of Seton Hall or TCU beating Arizona. Agree. I, I cannot Agree. envision that. Yep. Villanova losing to the Buckeyes mm. or Loyola. That's a sneaky team. I like Tournament it. tested. I like Loyola uh-huh. possibly to pull that one. Another one. So you an and I both have Loyola beating, uh, knocking off Ohio State? Yeah. I do too. Yep. I don't think the Buckeyes should mm-hmm. have been on a seven line the way they played. What about Creighton, Kansas? <sighs> I like San Diego State maybe better. To beat Kansas in that one, but hey, we're the back of that conference again. And two excellent defensive teams. You think of Creighton, and you think of what Dermott's kind of built them into. Mm-hmm. You think of offense. That is not this year's team. They're very young, but they're very good on the defensive end. Two good defensive teams, and maybe can give Kansas locks up. You lock up Abaji, and there's been times the rest of the crew. It was one of those nights where McCormick doesn't happen, and maybe just maybe that's one to keep an eye on. Finally, in the bottom part there, Auburn against the winner of USC Miami. Maybe. Mm. Auburn has not played well down the stretch. Nope, that's true. They're 5-6 and six mm-hmm. over their last 11, yep. I think, is the number. Didn't they? Weren't they uh, number one they were. briefly, like for a yeah. week, right? It was, is it going to be Gonzaga? Is it going to be mm-hmm. Auburn? So let, let's finish this up by doing this. You have how many ones and twos still alive in the Sweet 16? I'm going to probably be down to six. That's kind of what I go through every year, mm-hmm. is try to drop it to six. Now, Elite Eight. You want to usually have three of four number one seeds still alive when you get there, but I'll probably have a one knocked off and a two. So we both off. agree that Baylor's the one that's going to get knocked off. I'm looking more and more at the Zags. There's something about this mind? Memphis story. I I know. And again, to win one of these big brackets, you got to go off the board, right? You well, look, I, I like different. what you're doing, Trent. My bet aside, I mean, if you're if you're going to knock the favorite out of mm-hmm. this tournament. Um, that's juicy. And I like UConn and Arkansas in that Sweet 16 matchup if it would be the Zags, too, on top of it. In fact, I have UConn in one of my brackets already in the Final Four. So there's kind of a lot going on here, but this is just something that I like to do to try to identify. Mm-hmm. Everybody talks about the no, 5-12, I like, your, I, like, I like your exercise you're doing here. But go a step further. And we don't have a chance to do this, at least on the radio, because... Well, it's on the, the weekend. Right. It's on the weekend, and yeah. so we're not doing that. This is just something, kind of an exercise, I think, that'll help you out. And you could disagree with our thoughts. It may be... Well, you, not, not, look, I, I'm not on Gonzaga, so you want right. to disagree with your thought. There. But but maybe you love Seton Hall or TC yeah. or something. Yeah. Whatever it is, or you, you want to fade Arizona. Whatever the theory is behind it, just look at those matchups. Look at the round of 32. Try to identify that. That can get you bonus points in those pools that award bonus points or getting ahead of the field when everybody else just puts the ones and twos of the Sweet 16. Sure. All right, uh, Shelby Mass will join us next. We'll correct his bracket. He's our bracketologist, bracketwag.com. Uh, again, he had another uh, another good year at the bracket. Let me get it in front of me. Uh, he had 67 out of 68, uh, 65 of the 68 he had within one line. He missed That's on good. Michigan. That is really good. Yeah. Um, 
And missed on Iowa State yet. Iowa State is an eight seed. Of course, we know they are eleven, and will face LSU. Ten twenty five. We'll talk to Shelby Mass next. Lee Sterling is coming up. We'll pick his brain on the bracket before the eleven o'clock hour. And we will switch away from college hoops. Going to talk some MLB uh, with Matt Snyder from CBSSports.com and Vinny Iyer on the NFL from the Sporting News. Miller and Condon underwent Tuesday. Des Moines Sports Station one hundred six point three. Eight hundred bets off. Should have. Back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Then she stood in the Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Just past 1030 on a Tuesday. It's Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Lee Sterling coming up in about 15 minutes right now. He's our bracketologist, bracketwag.com. Shelby Mast joins the program. Shelby had 67 of the 68, 65 of the 68 seated either correctly or within one line. And he joins us for the final time uh, this season. Shelby Trenton, Ken, as always, listen, thank you for what you've done for us uh, all season long. We really enjoy uh, leading up to Selection Sunday, uh, and you provide great insight to our audience so thank you shelby first of all how are you i'm good it's been a pleasure and it's been fun indeed it has we already look forward to doing it again next year uh, even before this tournament started so shelby you hit 65 out of 68 looks like one of your misses was one of our two local teams uh, iowa state uh whether you hit 65 or 68 either seated correctly or within one line you stayed with iowa state on the eight line the committee has them as an 11 was that your uh your biggest if you want to call it that miss yeah it was i was pretty not real high on iowa state but i figured that that the big 12 got respect because they had two one seeds but they didn't seem to give respect to iowa state and tcu uh, I, they had nine Q1 wins. I guess the, the conference record came into play. It's not supposed to, but I got to imagine that's what it was. It's uh, interesting how the committee can kind of talk out of both sides of their mouth, right? Mm-hmm. That they like a team for inclusion because of this reason, and then you put those same reasons to another resume, and, well, that she- team should be in. So the one that you missed, Texas A&M, I was with you. I thought they had done enough, including that win against Auburn, to get them into the big bracket. Of course, if they would have won the SEC championship, it had been an automatic bid, uh, not getting in there. So when you look back, you look deeper maybe at the resume, the one that you missed. What did they see that you didn't, or vice versa, that left them out? Uh, probably that long losing streak in season. I think there was eight or nine in a row, and you know, I don't know why they're not supposed to look at a streak or anything like that. You put all the games in a hat, pull them out, and that's the resume. Uh, but I got to I gotta believe that, you know, that has something to do with it. Uh, they were right there with Michigan and whoever else was right there on the bubble. Uh, I thought they had bigger and better wins. But I think if they, one thing that got them was their uh, non-conference. It wasn't as good as Michigan. Michigan did have a very nice non-conference schedule. But still, seventeen and fourteen, or twenty-three and twelve, 
I'll say twenty thirty twelve. Hmm. Tennessee, uh, a three seed. A lot of folks thought that uh, you know that they got uh, robbed as much as anybody in the tournament. You know, it's one seed line, uh, two versus three. But uh, Tennessee, you had them on the two. Do you think that? Um, and Jamie Pollard, who's Iowa State's AD and is part of the committee, he was on our afternoon show yesterday, and he made the case that uh, that Iowa, had they not have won the Big Ten championship, they were going to be a six, but by winning, it moved them up to the five. So that tells me that they are uh, still able to change these as late in the game as they did. But Tennessee, to me, uh, certainly looked uh, the part of a two, yet there they are as a three. Your thoughts? I don't see how the committee can make a valid argument for having Tennessee below Duke. I am a Duke fan, proud of it, but they were they were not a two seed uh, with Tennessee right there, and they didn't have Tennessee even as the top two or top three seed. It was Wisconsin, so that that really boggles my mind. It, I know they can make changes late, but it seems like some conferences yes and some no. Uh, Tennessee is by no no doubt a two seed, but it may have to do with Coach K his final year because if Tennessee is two and Duke three, then Duke is moving to Pittsburgh and not Greenville. Yeah, it's uh, it's wild how. I don't know how Duke uh, always seems to get the right side of, of every single one of those arguments. And Tennessee wins the SEC tournament for the first time in program history and don't get the bump there. You know, going back to the comments about what happens on Sunday, and Pollard said, you know, Iowa would have been a six if they didn't win. Well, who would have been above them? You look at the six seeds on that line. There isn't a team that you could bump up there that would make a lick of sense there. I still maintain, and we've heard committee members and committee chairs say, oh, the Sunday games, they still matter. Mm-hmm. We see year after year. These games really don't matter. Do they in your mind, Shelby? I, I don't think they do. I mean, obviously, like the case of Richmond, mm-hmm. that matters. Right. They wouldn't have been. Sure. Uh, for somebody like Iowa, I I don't I, – I feel they were a five seed. I don't know who would have been a six seed. Uh, we should look at the seed list and figure it out. But you couldn't make a strong argument. So I, I, I don't know if I buy that what he's selling with Iowa being a six. Yeah, and Trish, you make a great point. I mean, Colorado State, Alabama, Texas, and, and LSU. And Texas can't because they would be in the same pod with the Sweet 16 matchup. They've already played Kansas, obviously, right. twice during the regular season. It can't be Texas. What, you're going to put a 19-13 and 13 uh, Alabama team no. above them? Colorado State, who didn't win their conference tournament or regular season title, or LSU, mm-hmm. who doesn't have a coach? I mean, come on. Yeah, no, it doesn't make... Uh, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, so, Shelby, so now that the bracket's out and we don't have to speculate anymore, uh, we know who the one seeds are, etc. Who's the most vulnerable one seed in your mind, Shelby? i got to believe, believe it's Baylor... Just because of their injuries, uh, Scott Drew has done a fabulous job of keeping them above water, way above water, and maintaining uh, a good, solid team throughout the season uh, to get the one seed. But eventually it's got to catch up with him, and I think he finally does this uh, early on. Probably probably Sweet 16, I see him getting that far, but that's about it. So uh, let's go to the Midwest bracket. Of course, a lot of intrigue here with that one. You got Iowa playing so well, the number five seed. They got Providence as the four in the potential round of 32. Or South Dakota State. Kansas there is the one. Iowa State. Go through the Midwest a little bit with us. Iowa, Iowa State, your thoughts on their matchups early on. And an overview, who do you like coming out of the Midwest? Uh, overall, I like Auburn. They, they've they got 
probably the most complete team. They've got good uh, guard guard play. You need that in uh, March Madness. But I was playing awfully good. I, I was torn between those two for the Final Four. Uh, got I was getting to the lead eight, beating Kansas. Kansas is a vulnerable too. Mm-hmm. Not as bad as Baylor, I don't think. But uh, I like Iowa uh, beating San Diego State in the second round. Or South Dakota State, sorry. Um, Iowa State, I, they've had a good year. I'm disappointed they got that 11th seed. I, they're playing LSU. LSU could mail it in, or they could play inspired ball and say we're doing it for coach. And I think it'll be the latter. Yeah, I'm with you. Shelby, uh, a lot of folks think that uh, this is finally the year that Mark Few gets to take those steps up the ladder and cut down that final piece of the net. Are you one of them? No, I would li- I would like it. I-, I-, I have much respect for him. He has done a fabulous job, but I kind of see his protege, Tommy Lloyd. Really? You've got Arizona. <laughs> I do. Wow, a lot of folks on this team. Mentioned uh, Duke a moment ago, getting that number two seed. You're Texas guy, Shelby, but you are a Duke fan. Tell us about the chances here in Kay's last go-around as the head coach. What you think? Defense has been a struggle here as of late. The Dukies got a run in them. Uh, I don't think so. I think three weeks ago I said yes, but last couple weeks have really kind of turned things for me. I've got them going to Sweet 16. I'm not confident in that, but if they match up with Texas Tech, I think it's a good by Coach K. Mm. So you do have them getting out of the first weekend, though? Yes, I do. All right. Uh, Shelby Massbracket, uh, wag.com is our guest. Shelby, give us a dark horse, a, a team that, um, you know, from, say, five uh, five or higher – that you think's got a chance to uh, to maybe not get to the final four, but certainly make an impact on that tournament before they uh, before they say farewell. Well, I'm going to give you my two big upset picks: uh, Chattanooga. Okay, they're a team. They were in the discussion for an at large until some a late season, not collapsed, but they lost a couple. Uh, they're a good team, and they've got the Sousa as their center mm-hmm. from Kansas. Um, so they've got NBA talent. And the other one is Colorado State. Yeah. I've been high on the Mountain West Conference this year. They they place four teams in the conference, and Colorado State is legit. They're a solid team. I, I've got them going to the Elite Eight. Good stuff. Uh, Shelby, again, thank you for joining us uh, all season long. We appreciate it. Um, enjoy your work, Shelby. Bracketwag.com. So will you, once the uh, once the nets have been cut down that first Monday in uh, in April, when will you get your first mock uh, looking ahead to next year? When, will you, when, when are your editors going to pressure you uh, to get something to them? Hopefully before the April is done. I'll get one in in April sometime. Good stuff. Shelby, thanks for doing this for us. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next year, Shelby. How about that? That's good. Thanks, guys. Good you to well. talk to you. Thank you. You as well. Shelby Mass, bracketwag.com. So I missed the conversation with Jamie Pollard yesterday. This, I just saw it on Twitter. Yeah, yeah this, this is this is really bothering me because uh-huh. I looked at the seed list and the team yep. right below Iowa is Alabama. Right. Alabama, that was 19 and 13. Mm-hmm. That though they have eight quad wins, they also have eight quad win lo- or eight quad one losses. They're eight and eight. They have two losses in quad three. They got throttled by Vanderbilt 
in their first SEC tournament game. Mm-hmm. And you're giving a 19-13 and 13 team a five seed? Now, I, I'm just going by right and right. I, I, I'm with you. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me either. I was surprised to hear Even that. if Iowa lost that game to Purdue, Iowa's resume, they finished 14th in net. Mm-hmm. They are four and six, so they'd be three and seven against quad one, eight and three in quad two, didn't lose a game in quad three or quad four. I, I you match the resumes up against I get Alabama's got some nice wins this year. They do. They beat Gonzaga. They beat Baylor. Those are high end wins. But losing to Georgia and Missouri and Vandy in the first round of the SEC tournament, losses gotta matter too. And nineteen to thirteen, that has to matter too. A five seed, boy. He was in the room. He was. No. I, I still, but we've heard committee members. I don't believe these Sunday games matter one iota. Yeah, it, it didn't for Tennessee. No, not at all. Yeah. We saw that. The first year Iowa won the Big Ten tournament, back in 2001. There's no way that team with their resume should have been a seven seed because the bracket was already done. Mm-hmm. It's happened for decades now. It happens year after year. We see these circumstances. I don't believe it. I think they're partying on Saturday night. They know their work's done. Yeah, I might have to slide a team here or there depending on automatic well, bids Richmond. like we saw with Richmond. Yeah, right. yeah, that makes sense. But Alabama, come on. Uh, we will talk to Lee Sterling next. ParamountSports.com, Miller & Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Make your appointment today. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. About 10 minutes before 11 on a Tuesday. Trends play of the day. Circus Sports sponsors coming up one hour from right now. Right now, Lee Sterling joins the program. ParamountSports.com. You hear him all football season long. He's back for a go at the NCAA tournament. Lee Trenton. Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm good. I'm, <laughs> I know everyone there is excited about yes. uh uh, you know about the tournament. That's what makes it so much fun. Even Miami got in this year, so uh, we're looking to win one round. You guys are looking to go a lot further. Well, especially Iowa. That uh, no, uh, yep. no. Well, look, Iowa State would like to think that they can too. It's going to be difficult mm-hmm. for them. But anxious to uh, to pick your brain on a number of topics. So, Lee, let's start with: it. Um, Is there a difference? You know, a, a any given night during the regular season opposed to the NCAA tournament. Obviously, the stakes are higher. There's more eyeballs, you would think, for some schools on them than maybe ever before at any point this season. Uh, is there a different approach? Yeah, I think there is. You just can't. I, I don't look at the home games from any team because each team is playing on on the road. And so I look at the conference games, I look at the neutral side games and all the road games. I think that's where you got to study teams. And then also I look at guard play. I think guard play is very important. How does teams, how do they shoot from the outside and how do they take care of the ball? So I think those things are magnified and then you want a coach who can dial up a play in the last couple of minutes. There's going to be a lot of close games. So coach that can get that, uh, that play and get an easy basket, uh, certainly makes a difference uh, come March Madness because we always see some early upsets and uh, this might be the most wide open tournament I've seen maybe in the last decade. Mm. Leah, like that, taking a look at teams, not what they did at home because there's not going to be home games, but not all neutral sites are created equal. You look no. at a team like Wisconsin playing in Milwaukee, you yeah. know they're going to have a huge advantage there. You get deeper in the tournament, that can happen as well. How much handicap do you put into it for a team playing close to home or knowing that they're going to have a majority of a crowd and whatever the matchup it is? What kind of a, what does that do to a point spread for you? 
Oh, it, it definitely, you know, can can make it larger or shorter. So, you know, teams like Iowa and Wisconsin and even, yeah, you know, Kansas, if Iowa gets knocked out, it'll help them because their fans travel. So mm-hmm. uh, we know we know what kind of fans are in Chicago yeah. for the Iowa Hawkeyes <laughs> and even Wisconsin, mm-hmm. their fans would travel if they Kansas. get there. So that might be the toughest ticket we've ever seen yeah. over the last you know, 10, 15 years in March Madness. No, there's no doubt about it. Well, do you want to go through some of the regions? Um, yeah, uh, let's, yeah, let's go through each of the regions quickly and uh, tell you some of the thoughts that I have. And, uh, you know, if I have any, uh, I'll, I'll give you the team I think it's going to come out of it and maybe, you know, uh, you know, an underrated, overrated yeah. team or uh, selection I like in each bracket. Well, you know what? The floor is yours. Why don't you just start and go so we don't interrupt you and we can save some time for the end. <laughs> Okay, so let's hang on start, a second. Let me get uh, my pen. Let me get my pen. Go, okay, I'm ready. Go ahead. Okay, let's start in the West, and I think that the selection com- committee here did absolutely no favor here uh, to Gonzaga. They are clearly the number one overall team, but to put Duke and Texas Tech in that region, they're going to have to win four games, possibly against four different types of teams, and. I just think that that's tough. You want to take a chance at, at winning your bracket. Almost everyone's going to have Gonzaga. I'm going to take a shot. I have Texas Tech coming out of there. You want a, a first-round game maybe to play. Uh, I, I think that Arkansas is going to win easy over Vermont. Just different level of talent here. I don't think they've seen that kind of defense. So I like Arkansas in the first round there. Uh, let's go to the East. And in the East, I, I like UCLA and Kentucky here. I like the Blue Bloods. Mm-hmm. Just think that uh, two teams' talent levels is just above these other teams. I, I think Baylor shouldn't have been a number one seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, some teams to maybe you know pull off some upsets early. I like Murray State against San Francisco. It's a shame these two teams. People like to see teams yeah. they don't see overall you know that often, and and they should have put these two teams against you know. I hate to say it, but you know, I, uh, no one wants to watch Seton Hall and TCU. Right. They should have put them against teams like that. So I like Murray State in the first round, getting a couple points against San Francisco. You want to talk about a team that shouldn't have been in the tournament? San Francisco, 24-9. Everyone talks about the Big West being better, but they didn't even beat anyone. Davidson, only team they beat that's in the tournament, and that was all the way back in November. And in the championship game, they lost by 10 to Gonzaga, but they were trailing by 20 at the half. So I have uh, actually Kentucky coming out of the east. All right. So in we the get... south. Yep. Maybe Lee, I'll let you ahead. catch your uh, breath here for a second. Yep. Sounds like you got a little frog in the throat there. Yeah, right. let's set yep. up Let's set up the next uh, side of the bracket. Let's go to the south here. That is where Arizona is the number one seed. Villanova is the two. You got Illinois, the, that region where a lot of buzz about upsets with UAB Houston or Chattanooga, Illinois. Take us through the south. Well, I, I think that Arizona and either Villanova or Tennessee is going to benefit from the teams, you know, that, that are really tough playing each other. And, and, you know, we could see a Houston-Illinois second-round game. That could be a great game. Uh, uh, so uh, Tennessee's got to play possibly either Michigan or Colorado State. That's a tough second-round game. So uh, upset here, I like Loyola Chicago. I think they're going to beat Ohio State. What we see is a lot of these teams that finish fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and make the tournament Generally, they go out in the first round. So I like Loyola Chicago and their defense making the difference. And uh, Houston, Illinois, 
Michigan, Colorado State, and Tennessee are, are going to all beat each other up. I like Arizona. I think Arizona's going to come out of the South. All and right, wrap to the things Midwest. up with our favorite bracket because we got Iowa and Iowa State in there. <laughs> the Midwest with Kansas as the one. Oh, I love this bracket too. And, you know, I, I just think that Iowa can match up against Kansas. And, and I hate to go against teams that are shooting the ball extremely well. So uh, I like Iowa to come out of there. Uh, on the uh, the bottom half here, I think Auburn uh, probably is going to be the team. But look out for Wisconsin. You know, uh, they've got a sharpshooter, a guy that, that – you know, can get hot at any time, and they can ride him. So uh, I think Iowa is going to shock everyone. I have them coming out of the Midwest. So my final four is going to be Texas Tech and Kentucky mm-hmm. meeting up, Arizona and Iowa, mm-hmm. and then uh, in the championship game, Kentucky and Arizona with Arizona cutting mm-hmm. down the nets. I just wow. think that Arizona's a team with just really no weakness. They can shoot the ball, defend, uh, the only question is they have a, a new coach, and uh, people were saying that uh, Baylor and their coaching staff couldn't get it done. Sure. They got it done last year. Indeed they did. Let's look at the first round, uh, go through some of the best bets that you have here, the point spreads that have jumped out here as we went through the brackets. Now just looking at those first-round games, what are point spreads that you really like that you've attacked already? Yeah, well, I mentioned Arkansas. I think mm-hmm. that they're going to blow out uh Vermont in that first round game. I like Murray State getting two against San Francisco. Murray State uh, underrated all year. Uh, and then also uh, San Diego State. I don't think Creighton's faced a defense like that. So could be tough. Creighton, when they play teams that they're you know, familiar with, they seem to do a good job. Really good coaching staff. Uh, also like uh, like I said, Loyola Chicago. I think that's a good first round game. And I like Iowa State against LSU. I mean, a team without a coach. Um, these kids talk. You know, they get in. They they get into the hotel rooms and you know they're talking about who's going to be the coach. I think re- realistically, they know that they don't really have a chance. And I think Iowa State will take advantage of it. Iowa State plus four, four and a half. That's a really good uh, prediction. And if you want uh, an absolute blowout. Duke in the first round against Cal State Fullerton. Cal State Fullerton's defense isn't very good, and uh, you know, no Coach K is going to have him prime for a nice run. Also, all right, Paramount Sports, uh, Lee, what have you got going on at Paramount Sports for the tournament? Okay, hundred bucks, hundred dollar bill gets them every game from today through the final on Monday, April fourth. So if they want to get involved, hundred dollar bill. Last two years we had incredible runs. In fact, I'd gone eight nine years where I didn't predict the winner. I go for more long shots, but last uh, year we had Baylor. Uh, they didn't play the year before, but the year before that we did have Virginia, so we're going for the three-peat. Not quite uh, the numbers that my daughter has with eight straight <laughs> Super Bowl uh, national anthem Jeez. predictions, but we're going to go for the three-peat. $100 bill gets you everything. And then I'm also going to London on Thursday night. If you're interested in the UFC, we've won four of the last five cards. I'll be in London for UFC fight night. You want to get involved, we have a rare 40 to 50 unit max wager. Seven selections, just $37. Everything's up and available. ParamountSports.com. Lee, great stuff. Uh, thanks for doing this for us. Didn't think we'd speak with you until uh, around Labor Day, but a little bonus, Lee Sterling. Lee, thank you. Okay, guys. Take care. Yeah, good to talk to you. Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. Uh, Ready to talk some baseball? That I am. little breaking NFL news. Former Hawkeye and Chicago Bear James Daniels. To the Steelers. I like it. Reunited with his QB. Three years, just shy of $27 million. Good for him. Hour two coming up next. 106.3.